Hey y'all, welcome Beyond Just Christian Podcast. My name is Brenna and welcome back. If you are a new listener, hi, howdy, hello, what's up, what's up, what's up, what yo? I don't know where that voice came from. Oh goodness. Am I trying to scare you guys away? No. Am I trying to amuse you? Maybe. I don't know what I'm doing today. That's fine. But welcome back if you have been a returning listener. If you have listened to last week's episode, you know that we learned how to study the Bible, practical tips that my friends and I have used, and things that I've tried doing that have helped me, resources I have used. And today is going to be another how-to video with me. This week's episode is going to be how to save money. Now, I wrote down all the things that I've done that have helped me. Now, these are very, very simple tips. They're not like anything extravagant. I'm not a financial advisor. I am not a banker. I, I'm a banker, whatever. I don't work with money, okay? Unless, you know, making my own money and saving my money and spending my money. Then does that count? <laughs> but yes, today's uh, episode is how to save money. So, I have about 16 tips. If I can think of more to talk my head, I will save them. But right now, it's just 16 on how to save money. And if you guys are interested in listening, this is for all ages. This is for when you're my age, 26, 16, 36, maybe even like 86. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure anyone could benefit from these ideas. So they're very practical, easy. Uh, they're not really in-depth. They're just kind of straightforward how to do this. But if you guys are interested in listening, stay around. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And let's get on to it. Originally, I wanted to write this as an article for different devotional, but in the, today's episode, we're just going to make it a podcast episode because it's honestly kind of easier. All right, so tip number one, getting right into it. Unsubscribe from those emails. Now, if you're like me, you subscribe to American Eagle. Bath and Body Works. I mean, granted, my likes and preferences have changed over the years, but you have so many emails flocking you, and you're just overwhelmed because there's discounts, there's sales. They tell you what's new in stock, and you're like, oh, I gotta have that, I gotta have that. Because even just looking at it, it's enticing. Let's be honest. You just want what you see. So if you unsubscribe from your emails, you could definitely not see them anymore. You're less tempted to buy that stuff. Now, I know on the emails you could also have different preferences. So you could email, like you could unsubscribe altogether, or you could just get one email once a week. You can get an email every two weeks or once a month. They do have different options too if you still want to receive those emails, or you could just select what kind of emails you want to get. Now, if you're looking for a good pair of jeans and you're struggling like me, you want to subscribe to those emails for sales. Definitely just do it for the sales. But otherwise, unsubscribe, delete, don't look at them. Be less tempted. The end. All right. The next one is something I should have done a lot on celebrations and occasions is to save gift cards for later times. Uh, whether that's putting $50 on a gift card and using it when you need it most or, you know, there's someone's special day. Maybe you want to plan a trip and have some money on the side. Put in some money on a card, whether it's for celebrations or even emergency situations. You know, having a gift card with that money on it. Now, I would prefer like, a, you know, a Visa gift card, something, because I like to have a universal card I can use anywhere versus just a Walmart gift card, because if I need something in an emergency, why would I want to use it on Walmart only, you know? So just like kind of prepping for you in advance, like for example, I know I've seen things online where people would save their gift cards in advance, like, hey, I want to put $50 on a Walmart gift card, $50 on a Visa, $50 on this or whatever, 
so you got it for later times like say if it's july you want to buy those gift cards put money on them and then use them for around christmas time for shopping definitely do that i think it's a smart proactive way to save your money for later times where you're definitely definitely going to need it so that's my tip number two tip number three is focus on the venture rather than materialistic items now i don't know about you but when I'm not doing anything productive or adventuring, I want to mostly spend my money on materialistic stuff. So if I'm not having a wholesome, joyful life, I want to, you know, have a better, somewhat more enjoyable life by buying things. Let's say uh, my hike and trip gets canceled. I'm probably going to do something else like spend money elsewhere, whether it's on food or uh, going out to the mall or something to like, feel like I spent my day and that was worth it, if that makes any sense. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I know focusing on experiences rather than materialistic items is just more of a healthy, rewarding life. You know, you make memories versus just collecting things and putting it on your shelf. Like, I can look around my room and think, okay, did I really need that? You know, I bought this out of boredom. It wasn't even enjoyable when I bought it because I felt like I had to do something. Instead of like going on an adventure because like, my trip got canceled, I decided to spend it on something. Like I could have done something else, you know? Um, so yeah, definitely less materialistic things because at the same time, if you're not going to use them in everyday life, they're just going to collect dust. They're just going to sit there. Or maybe you're like, oh, I definitely can use this. And you just don't. So more adventure, less materialism. Number four is rent and borrow rather than spend the full amount. This includes borrowing something from a friend, maybe who is your same size and like a shirt and you want to go out and you want to wear something new instead of buying something, you know, borrow something from a friend. Or if it's like going to the library and borrowing a book and lending a book rather than, you know, buying a new one, which I used to do this all the time. I would go to the library constantly. That was my second home. That's when I was reading like 40 plus books a year. Uh, right now, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a slacker, but I'll get back into that. But yeah, renting and borrowing. And I'm pretty sure there's different websites where you can actually borrow clothes from different people. I forget which website I'm thinking, but you can honestly borrow clothes from someone else and like use them for a date or something special and just return them after you wash them, of course. But I don't know. Look at those websites if you could borrow and rent stuff because it makes life easier. It does. Let's be honest. It saves you so much money. Alright, so next one, tip number five, is prepping your meals and your weekly events. Now, anyone else guilty of not meal prepping? Because I am definitely guilty of not meal prepping. To me, it does save money, it does save time, but it's just like, ugh. I have to put all these ingredients together to make this one thing. I mean, yeah, I'd rather be healthier than not, but goodness, like, it takes some time. Like, you have to have a dedicated day once a week to do all this stuff. Especially if you're always hungry like me, you definitely want to prepare your meals in advance. Like, even if I get something out one day, I always have, like, a bunch of other snacks with me just so I don't spend as much more. Um, but also, with planning your weekly events, too, uh, for me, for example, my days off are Thursdays and Fridays. And I really, really want to prepare my days in advance. Like, one day is mostly for relaxation, getting chores and errands done that I gotta do. But then the other day, it's like, I want to have fun this day. I want to know what I'm doing this day, whether it's a hike or a concert or even visiting a friend out of town. Like, I like to know what I'm doing in advance so I could save money for this specific thing. Especially if it's something grand that costs a little bit more money. So, 
knowing your meals and weekly events in advance, whether it's by a week in advance or two or even a month. Like if it's something like a grand vacation, you want to know when that's coming up, you know? All right, number six, give social media a break. Watch less influencers who make you crave more. This one is a huge one. Anyone else watch YouTubers out there? Any influencers? You know, you love subscribing to your favorite, uh, you know, TikToker or YouTuber or whatever it is. And you're just like, oh, they got coffee today. I want coffee today. Oh, they got those shoes. I want those shoes. Like when you watch people in their lives, you just kind of crave what they have. Like I should buy that because if they're so happy from this product and it changed their life and oh my goodness, wowzers, it's amazing. I need it. I, I need it, you know? Uh, no, you don't need it. You don't need to watch YouTubers. Well, first of all, they're making money because they have affiliate links. They buy stuff and they get commission off of you when you buy that thing. Uh, so there's that. But they're, it's also their job. Like some of them, generally, that's their job, you know. It's not just for fun. That's what they do. They're YouTubers. They're influencers. They influence you to buy these things. So clearly, if you want to buy these things that they have, it's working. It's working, I say. It's working. Uh, but you don't need it. And honestly, a lot of YouTubers I've stopped watching because their stuff is so unrelatable to me. I can't relate to, you know, buying a party bus or renting a party bus and going out and drinking with friends and going to a club or something. Yeah, no, can't relate. Oh, going to the mall. Oh, I did a shopping challenge, like buying this much under this much. Even like I don't know. It's just useless spending to me and it makes me want more. And personally, I don't want to engage myself in that. I'm trying to be good here. Uh, so watch less influencers, give social media a break, be on TikTok less, be on Instagram less, be on Facebook less. Like just give yourself less temptation. Just stop. Just stop watching it because at the end of the day, you're going to want more what you don't have. And then you're going to be more miserable. So don't do that to yourself for love of God. Please don't do that to yourself. <laughs> All right. So the next one is to repurpose what you already have, recreate it into something new. Uh, one of my friends, Chloe, her mom, oh, she told me this and I just started laughing because it's just so funny. A genius, but funny. You might think it's gross. I don't think it's gross. I think it's creative and inventive, but uh, her mom would turn old underwear. Of course it was clean. It, would, it obviously had to be washed. Uh, she would turn old underwear into headbands. So, you know, she would cut them up and make them to a headband and they were freaking cute. Like, she had different patterns, designs, and colors. Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I haven't heard of using underwear as, you know, repurpose it into a headband. But I know I've used shirt sleeves, like old t-shirts. I would cut up off, uh, cut the sleeves off and use as a headband. So, <laughs> I don't know if it's a rich people thing. Or not rich people, I mean poor people thing. <laughs> I'm not poor. I'm not rich either. But, you know, it's like, okay, you gotta repurpose what you want to use to something else. Go for it, you know? Like, cut that stuff up, re remake it. If you have any old t-shirts from high school, from your old clubs and old groups that you're a part of, make it into a quilt. I don't know. Even if you don't sew or, like, knit, ask someone who does and turn your shirts into a quilt. Why not? Like, repurpose what you have, especially if you don't use them, but you want to keep them. Uh, for example, I've used, you know those binders when they have, like, the rings and on the inside? I literally ripped off the rings of one and I I forget what I, I super glued it to something. I think I super glued it to the end of the binder, like the middle part. Um, and I made like a little jewelry like 
display holder thing. Like, they were suspended off my wall. Like, my necklaces, my rings. And, yeah, that's what I'm, like, that, some of them are more DIY-driven than others. But just repurpose what you have in general and recreate something else. Like, if something's a little bit broken or deforms or <laughs> whatever, just turn it into something else. And if you really have no idea what to turn into, just donate it, sell it, something. Because... One person's junk is another person's treasure. Just saying. <laughs> All right, moving on. So next one, number eight. Figure out why you spend so much money. Is it stress, jealousy, or just plain out boredom? Because I find when I feel like I don't have enough going on in my life, I'm a little bit stressed, uh, a little bit bored. I like to spend some money. Uh, I don't really get jealous of other people's things anymore, but, you know, I want to spend that money because I feel like, okay, well, what's my day really doing? I don't feel like I really did much today. Let's just buy something. <laughs> so figure out why you spend money because maybe there's some psychology behind it and why you spend stuff in your habits. Okay, there's definitely psychology behind our habits, let's be honest. But figuring out why you spend that money is definitely a huge factor. And to stop in that money spending, stop in that money spending, does that make any sense? I hope you know what I'm trying to say. All right, moving on. All right, this one, this one makes me laugh. All right, I wrote number nine, enjoy coffee on a porch with a friend. Uh, for this one, it's having less expensive friends. Um, I'm very fortunate to where most of my friends and I are in like same money life situations, you know, even my friends who are in college or working or whatever, like we don't want to we don't have expensive friends. We like the simple things, you know, like going to get some coffee, uh, maybe a diner for some breakfast or, you know, go into like an activity that we both enjoy, like rock climbing or something that's good for us rather than, you know, just doing something for the heck of it. But yeah, having less expensive friends <laughs> definitely saves you money. I'd rather have more wholesome conversations and intimate moments than I would spending money on things I don't need and money I don't have. So, Get less expensive friends. That's all I gotta say. Alright, so number 10 is create projects that take time. Now this one I like because if I'm so focused on one project, I'm most likely not going to spend money elsewhere. And that could be, you know, cleaning your basement that you really, really gotta clean. Like that's a project in itself that could take a while. Or writing a book. Um, it could be if you like knitting, knitting like a scarf or a blanket or something. like. Make a project that's going to take up your time, that's inexpensive, rewarding, but also keeps you out of trouble. <laughs> um, and I don't know what your project would be personally, but whatever you could come up with in the top of your head that, oh, maybe even like drawing canvases, uh, painting, or stuff like that. Or it could be reading a books in like a short span of time, like having a goal for like a book a week or two books a week or whatever it is. Just create a project that takes time and less money. Number 11, invest in projects and hobbies that are good for your health. This kind of goes with the last one, but like a project could be like getting your house done or a hobby could be working out. It could be um, creating like different creations out of like glass or something. I don't know, but knowing what's beneficial and what's not for you. Like if you invest in something it really, really better be good for your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, or even just a business. You know, if you're investing in something else, you know you're not going to just go on the side and do whatever because it's, you know, it's fun. No, you're so focused on this project or hobby that you want to get to a certain point in this business or hobby that 
is beneficial for you, you know? Like, is it going to make you money? Is it going to spare you some time? Is it going to be good on your physical health, etc.? I mean, you could pretty much come up with anything that you want for that one, but that's number 11. Number 12 is take a break when needed. Unsubscribe and come back when you're ready. Now, for example, I had a Compel Trading account uh, through Proverbs 31 Ministries, and that was basically $30 a month. I would get, like, videos and, like, blogs and like editor like editing services like basically it helped me become a better writer and it was so much fun I really loved it I loved the um like different like tips and tricks and all the stuff they had that you would pay for because of different writers and speakers and authors they would give you all their tips and what helped them how to like post a blog post how to make a video content stuff like that and I really did like it it was beneficial but at the time I had to prioritize what was more important to me. Yeah, even though it was only $30 a month, which is cheap in my opinion for all the stuff I got, it was still money that I really had to just put away for a little bit. I'm like, you know what? This will always be here. I'm always going to have this opportunity to come back and subscribe again. And I sent that email like, hey, I can't afford this right now. Can I unsubscribe? And guess what? I did what I had to do. And eventually when I feel led up to it, I'll go back to that. And... Just take it a break. If you need to take a break from the gym membership you have, that's fine. If you need to take a, a break from that golf membership you have, that's fine. Like, if you need to unsubscribe or just kind of, like, hide away a little bit from those things, that's totally okay. Save your money. Know when you need to make some sacrifices. Even it may mean sacrificing what you really like. Because if you don't need it, eliminate it for a little bit. That's totally fine. All right. Number, what am I on? Do, 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 do. Number 13. <laughs> I wrote old-fashioned piggy bank. <laughs> You're just like, okay, I haven't had a piggy bank since I was like mm, 12. Just get a dang piggy bank, okay? Because if you're anything like me, you have too much change. And you need a place to put that change, okay? So put it in your dang piggy bank. It doesn't even have to be a piggy bank. It could be a mason jar. It could be a mug. It could be... A little pencil case you could literally use anything to put your money at it's just store your money store your change like every few months go to a bank and deposit that it, it doesn't have to be an outrageous amount it could be money for gas you know like I remember like a month ago I took all my change to the uh, bank and I had like 30 40 bucks maybe more and guess where that went it went to my gas or went to my savings account so either way you're still saving money, you're still using that money, so just buy a dang piggy bank. <laughs> um, my piggy bank, funny enough, is a Spongebob one that I got from an ex when I was 15. First of all, I wasn't a Spongebob fanatic, and I still have it. He lost a leg, but that's okay. He's still, he's still sitting, you know, he sits fine. Uh, he has one leg, though. But Spongebob is always smiling, and it annoys me because he stares at me. It's creepy. I'm just like, I look back, I'm like, why did my ex-boyfriend get me that? I didn't love Spongebob, like, literally at all. I would have been better with, a, like, an old-fashioned pink, pink piggy bank. But no, I got Spongebob. But hey, he's been useful, so it's fine. Moving on. Number 14. Oh my goodness, we're almost done. Alright, have an account for your savings, account for your bills, and account for everyday life. Now, if you're like me, I only have two uh, bank accounts. I have my savings and I have my, uh, whatchamacallit, my uh, checking account. So, you know, my checking account is what I normally take money out of 
and use it for everyday life, fun and recreation and bills. And then my savings account, I try not to touch unless in an emergency, and I really, really need to. I've been very vigilant about that lately. I've been very well, good with that. But, uh, yeah, having a savings account uh, and an account for your check-in and all the stuff you need to pay. So definitely do that. If you don't have a savings account, what you doing? <laughs> Get your savings account set up and, you know, start saving. Like, honestly, it helps a lot, both for emergency situations and also everyday life. So moving on. Have a cash limit for the week for out and about trips. So for this one, if you have like a certain limit that you limit to yourself every week for your spending, you'll most likely stay within that spending. For example, me, I prefer $100 or less a week. Now this is not including gas. This is not including bills. This is just in general, like recreation, going out and about. Like, okay, let's say... You know, I'm working for my five days a week. I want to get some coffee uh, or some lunch on those certain days. Or maybe I want to go out on my Thursday or Friday with friends. Or maybe Saturday night, whatever it is. I don't want to spend over $100 in that week. That is my limit. That's what I'm sticking to. I will not go above it. Now, if you go under it, that's totally okay. You know where you will put that extra money? In your savings account. You know where you put that extra money? To gas or to a bill. Or even into your wallet just in case you need it. Just save that money if you don't use it. You don't have to spend that full amount that you have set for yourself. Save, save, save it. <laughs> um, so, now that one definitely helps me in my everyday life. I feel like I've been very good at that one lately. I can't talk. I'm kind of murmuring because I'm trying to talk so fast. Bear, you know, I need to slow down. Just slow down. Anyway, my next one. Uh, where'd it go? Oh, gosh. My handwriting. Yo, it's awful. I always say in every episode, I gotta work on my handwriting because I kind of like just do chicken scratch. Because I'm like, oh, this is a good point. This is a good point. I should just start typing my stuff from now on. Let's just do that. Although my printer's not working, so that's fun. But anyway, number 16 is direct deposit is your best friend. If you work and you don't have direct deposit, why? <laughs> just why? It's so handy because... You don't have to go pick up your check. You don't have to sign off on anything. It's just right there going into your bank account either on payday or the night before. It's so convenient. Just get direct deposit, honestly, because you don't have to worry about if you got the money or not. Unless something crazy happens with your job or something. But, you know, just direct deposit all the way. Definitely helps a girl out. It's very convenient. I don't have to worry about if I got my paycheck. It's already there. I know my days when I get paid and that's that. So yeah, <laughs> y'all, that's it. That's, that's all I got for you today. Very simple, straightforward. These ideas and tips have helped me. They're very practical. They're nothing crazy. I mean, of course, if you really want to go into nitty gritty details of saving money, just listen to another podcast for that or like buy a book about that. <laughs> um, I know a lot of my friends mentioned Dave Ramsey stuff. Actually, I have a book. One sec. Alright, so Dave Ramsey is a fellow Christian. He's actually an author and money, I want to say money counselor. I don't know what word you would put it with it, but uh, there is a book called The Total Money Makeover, A Proven Plan for Financial Fitness. And this has a bunch of testimonies in it, uh, his life story, how to save money. It talks about the myths and the truths of spending money and saving money and stuff like that. 
And uh, there's a lot mentioned in here. Like there's economic wealth. There's economic storms. Happiness. There's intelligence versus ignorance. Denial. Federal fair credit reporting. There's like different like acts mentioned in this too. With involving money. Uh, like for example. If I were to read the. Whoopsie. Where did I'm scrolling. One second. If you were, were to read the contents of the book, it talks about what the book is not. Um, total money makeover challenges, denial, debt myths, money myths, two more hurdles, ignorance and keep up with the Joneses, uh, saving $100 fast, uh, snowball debt, emergency funds, maximizing retirement investing, college funding, paying off home mortgages, building wealth like crazy, yada yada. So... If you want to read more books that help you with money management, I would definitely look up uh, Dave Ramsey's stuff. He also has an app, too. Again, there's other apps, too. I was going to say, if you want to use an app and, like, manage your savings and your finances, that's definitely another tip, but that's kind of obvious in today's world. There's an app for everything, let's be honest. But, you know, you could read more about that. You could listen to a podcast about money management. Like, you could ask your friends and family who are wise in their money what they do. Like, there's so many things that you can do to be better at spending and saving and all that fun stuff. But, yeah, that's all I got today. Um, and then also, the Bible verse that I want to read today. We, of course, we got to end on a Bible verse. We can't not end on a Bible verse. All right, let's open up. All right, so if you open your Bibles up to Luke chapter 16, verses 10 to 13, it's in the New Testament. Again, Luke chapter 16 verses 10 to 13. It says, if you are faithful in little things, well, you will be faithful in large things. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And if you are, or sorry, and if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the riches of heaven? And if you are not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. And that's the verse we're ending with, guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you haven't read that part of Luke, definitely check it out. There's a lot more in that chapter, but overall, that's the main gist of this message. So thank you guys for listening to Beyond Just Christian Podcast. If you guys like this episode, feel free to like it, share it, subscribe to my um, channel on podcast spotify or whatever else you use i use spotify but hope you guys have a blessed day and a great wonderful weekend see you guys next time bye